You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. My name is Ken Vellante, and you are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. And for this episode, we have uh, Kiki Kolampati, and I'm very excited to talk to uh, Kiki, who is... Uh, just an amazing uh, a painter and, and, and student of art and um, I've learned a lot uh, from Kiki and uh, I think you will too. Kiki, welcome to Something Rather Than Nothing. Hello, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to talk to you. It's it's a great pleasure. Um, we start from the beginning, Kiki, and uh, just, just ask what you were like when you were younger. Did you have interest in in art or or drawing or just in general what were you uh what was your experience like um i was a regular average child Uh, i was born in uh, in germany in nuremberg which was a really nice beautiful town medieval with castles and um i loved very much uh, painting and drawing back then like the most like most of the children so um, i i did this during all my school time even later um, drawing and painting is something that was accompanying me all my life actually so you've always done uh, had a had a creative um, a, a creative bent. Um, so, how did how did that develop? Did it develop with your with your schooling as as we go forward a little bit? I mean, is this something you continued to practice? Um, you know, with with your schooling, how did your art develop? Uh, once you take the decision to to take it seriously and um, to learn things about it. It becomes completely different, you know. Um, you start to act completely different and to take in consideration other things when you are uh, seriously involved with this. So I went to the art school here in Athens and I learned very, very much here and somehow. Um, Okay, I liked all the movements. I I saw the movements and the painters and the masters, and somehow I took my own decisions then on how to uh, go forward with this. And could you tell us about uh, one of one of the things, Kiki? I've I've really um, enjoyed seeing and. Uh, and and I know you've had some greater exposure um, with some uh, uh, presence in, in 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 galleries. Can you talk about a recent um, exhibition uh, that you had and and kind of the type of pieces that you were displaying? Uh, in summer, I had an exhibition with two colleagues of mine, Georgia Fabris and Maria Spiraki in uh, the island of Cyrus here in uh, Greece. Uh, curated was this by uh, George Altupas and it was a really nice exhibition. 
Um, the title was Entity Battlefields. It had more or less to do on how we, uh, the three of us, um, handle um, the human forms in our paintings and how we tear things apart and put them together again. It was very interesting. And I had another exhibition in the same time. Uh, it, uh, it was in Berlin. The name was um, A Matter of Touch. This was also a great exhibition curated by the great uh, curator Urian Benshop. And it was very nice how he managed um, the title has to do with the new circumstances uh, regarding touch uh, in society in conditions of COVID and touch on the painting. And it was very interesting. Wow, that is such a fascinating uh, conceptual uh, uh, framework for it. Kiki, I was wondering, um, I'm asking this question uh, j just just how, how what was it what was it like for you i mean so i'm so i'm an american over here recently started painting and things like this and you're, you're talking about uh, that fascinating exhibit uh, that you have in berlin for you as an mm -hmm. artist um what's it what's it what's it mean to have uh, something like that displayed in berlin like what's it mean inside of you to have mm -hmm. you know berlin <laughs> an exhibit in berlin yes um Berlin, of course, is a, a really important city for art. And um, that was very, very exciting for me. I was really happy about this. And also really happy about our curator, Julian Benshop, who's an excellent writer. And also I was happy with all um, my colleagues there, the other artists, um, and also the space, it was a beautiful space where everything was uh, exhibited and I, I found really interesting the title and this uh, conception, you know, so it was, you know, um, this combination, touch, what it means now uh, that we don't have it in society and what this term in general can, can be and also touch on the painting, the textures and everything. And since, especially for me, it is very interesting because uh, I have a lot of different textures on my, um, on my paintings and that is very, very significant to me to have um, really a number of different textures and types and on how to put the color on the canvas and how to work with with each area and this uh, i liked very much the conception yeah I, I, and and i'm i'm definitely going to look more into that i mean i just think um a lot of times on the the show i've asked about you know the impact of covid on art and and roles like that but i think even the question stepping back a little bit on touch you know just like within a mm -hmm. pandemic you know human to human but also mm -hmm. 
as it's represented in, in, in painting for me, I love, I, you know, I, I just think that's such a, a fantastic idea and I'm going to delve further into it. Um, Kiki, uh, the, the listeners wouldn't know that you and I have uh, chatted in, in the past. And, um, I, one of the things I enjoy about you is, um, your ideas about, about art and how you make art in, in art history. Um, big question for the show, of course, is mm-hmm. what is art? And uh, I know you have an answer. (laughs) I have one. Um, uh, I think art is uh, mostly something where people, a term where people are involved in, where humanity is involved with this. I mean, something that stands beautifully there, for example, a landscape or a tree or flowers, that is really beautiful. And that's maybe uh, the beginning for us to make art, seeing this beauty around us in nature, for example. But nature itself isn't art. Uh, It's only art when we are involved in this. For example, uh, the flower isn't art. My picture of the flower can be art. That's one um, one answer. Now the other question, the other answer is that what can we call art? Uh, can we call art something that we use in our in our daily life? Can a chair be art or not? Because we use it. Um, so. That is a matter that the Bauhaus movement answered very well since uh, they involved art in uh, creating daily objects like chairs, like furniture, like anything. And um, the other thing is that we can call art whatever we want. And the biggest example is Marcel Duchamp, what he did with with his um, piece there, signed with uh, the name Mood. We can call art anything we want. We can take something and put it there and say it's art, and then it will be art. If we have also a statement for this, so to explain why it is art, but the truth is that we can name art whatever we want that's somehow a nice thing because it has to do with the freedom in art art has a big big um, amount of freedom you know is the biggest expression of freedom so um, being able to name art whatever we want and put some statement some statements on on it on why it may be misused but also it's the beauty of freedom of the whole thing so i i really appreciate your answer and i I wanted to follow up kiki um about uh 
kind of uh, in a historical moment, the the role of art. And let me just explain one thing. So I was just mm -hmm. recently, I read a lot of um, art magazines um, and I enjoy seeing what's going on in, in the art scene and quite simply just looking at visuals of what people are creating. It's a great joy. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I was reading is about, you know, how art appears at different times and where I live, the United States, this this is at present, the cultural conditions right now is that there is no subtlety in this country mm -hmm. whatsoever. There's nothing, nothing, nothing that's subtle. Everything mm -hmm. is blunt and, 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 and just appears. Um, so and lacking subtlety, I, I appreciate subtle art. Um, and uh, so the conditions here have rapidly changed as far as how art appears Mm -hmm. My question for you is is really not about that is, is it, but is in general what is the role of art right now say in a pandemic or whatever conditions that it arises in how, how, what do you see as art's role right now in 2021 Art has actually no role art um is there to do what it already does. It documents humanity anywhere. So that's the most significant significant part of art, that it's document, documenting what is happening anywhere, um, regarding not that much the political uh, part of history, Moreover, the human uh, psychology, that's the most significant, significant part of art. It's, it's there like a, like a diary of humanity, you know. You can see anything in art. You can see, uh, you can see uh, the techniques through the techniques, uh, how, everything uh, how everything evolves. Uh, you can see uh, the history, the political history. You can see um, the humankind, the behavior. You can see things like that. Now, uh, everything worldwide is messed up a little bit. There is kind of everything and nothing. Uh, so, same thing happens with art, you know. it's. Maybe a big mess, a big disaster, <laughs> things appear and disappear and uh, new art is coming up and it puts other things in question. So there is um, this thing going on worldwide and it's reflected in art and that's a good thing. I mean, it wouldn't be normal if in a world like this, there would be perfect, beautiful art. I mean, art has to reflect what is going on in the world. And the more, the closer it is to reflect the, the truth, the more beautiful it is and the more perfect it is. That's my yeah. opinion. Yeah, one of the, one of the, one of the things um, I've asked you before, and I know it's, it's, it's always kind of a, a weird question to ask mm -hmm. uh, of, of artists. Um, and the reason why I'm, I'm going to ask this question is because 
uh, you know, your, your knowledge of art. And uh, when I'm talking to a significant artist like yourself, Thank seeing you. um, what influences them, uh, you know, what, what type of ideas or, or visual representations they connect to. But um, in, in learning more about you, I, I, I wanted to ask you about art, artists that have influenced you, uh, artists, whether their ideas or their actual technique or colors mm -hmm. or whatever. What, what type of artists have influenced how you approach your own creativity? Uh, thing is, thing is that um, I admire art from the beginning. I mean, I admire the cave paintings. I admire each movement. Uh, there have been so significant things in art. So many things happened. I couldn't uh, name one or two or three artists. Um, who um, are more or less responsible for what I do. I mean, I love Monk, can't get enough of him. Kitai, Bacon, de Kooning, Prunella de Klaff, um, Diebenkorn, Franz Klein, Villar, Valoton. I, I could name this 200, Wayne Thiebaud, Motherwell, David Park, Liechtenstein. Agnes Pelton, I don't know, I, in every movement there are significant masters um, who I admire, so I don't know, I, 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 me myself, I don't know exactly uh, to answer you this, but the thing is that I really uh, appreciate a lot of them. Um, each one for, for other reasons. And um, my art, in my art, the most significant thing is my own um, truth and honesty. I mean, I want my paintings to are, first of all, personal um, and I wanted to reflect uh, the truth, you know. I mean, there are things on my paintings, maybe for the eye of um, some people, they don't fit that much together, maybe some shapes, maybe some colors, whatever. But uh, that's not priority for me. Not Perfection is not priority for me. For me, Priority is um, to, to be honest in my art. And that was the decision I made for myself after seeing and watching and studying all these artists. That what I learned, honesty is the most beautiful thing in art. So... Yeah, there's a... There's a maybe a simplicity, right? We have some uh, deep and profound questions, but sometimes there's a greater uh, simplicity to it, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, that's true. We make things complicated um, just in order to, to never find an answer, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you're, catching on to, you're catching on to my, to my, uh, my, my, my game here. Um, so, hey, uh, 
one one question I, when you were talking about um you know your life and uh, growing up uh as a childhood in germany and and you live in uh greece now um has your just sheer physical location of how of, of where you create art um have you seen impacts of that over time this is a, a big story you know it's it's completely different living there in in germany than living here in greece because what somebody paints what i paint has to do with my environment and the colors and the light are completely different there and the colors are here in Greece completely different. So since uh, I want to put this reality in my canvas, uh, the colors adjust to this. I, I think if I would live in Germany, it would be completely different. Um, okay, of course we have now the smartphones and the computers and we travel anywhere just uh, through our monitors the truth is and we can see so many things and experience the things through our monitors and learn new things but uh, to me it's very important the truth how how the real environment around somebody is so Yes, it's it's something important where somebody lives and what is to see around us. When you uh, another a bigger question um, that uh, that I've asked guests and it's kind of like a foundational question is. Do you ever ask yourself why you create so kicky? You're there in, in front of a, a blank canvas and you're going to you're going to try something you ever step back and say, what am I, tr what am I trying to do with, with, with this, with this piece? What, am, why am I creating? What am I trying here? Um, I do it because it's nice to do this. I mean, I wouldn't paint, I wouldn't make paintings if I wouldn't enjoy it. Uh, that's a very simple question, but I think it's true. Mm, I am hearing a lot of people saying that they are trying to communicate with other people through art. That is true. The result is that uh, from the results, from the painting, uh, through the paintings, you can communicate in another way with people. But it's not my, uh, my initial uh, thought. Uh, the thing is that I want to do this. I mean, something someone just spontaneously has this need to, 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 to express things on canvas. But even if nobody would see it, I would do this. I would paint. If, even if, it, if I would be alone anywhere, I would paint. So I'm doing this because it's a beautiful creating part and I learn very, very much from painting. It teaches me, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I appreciate that. So it's uh, it's really uh, what it does for you, and of course it can communicate out towards the world, but it it does a lot for you. Yes. Um, 
Uh, oh, I forgot to say something. Excuse me yes. for, for interrupting no. you. No, this I is want... your interview. This is your interview, Kiki. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wanted to say it and then because I talk so much, I forgot it myself. But when you asked me about the pandemic and uh, the role of art, etc. Yeah. Um, art is there always and will be there always. As long as humanity exists, there will be art. And this pandemic is really nothing uh, when we compare it to other conditions in the past, you know. Uh, I was in Berlin in the museum watching this painting. It was from Felix Nussbaum. Felix Nussbaum is a is the Jude, is, is a painter who was in uh, who was prisoned by the Nazis okay yeah. and somehow he managed to get his colors and paint this painting um, he knew he knew that he would die almost he whole, his whole family already um, have been murdered by the Nazis and he did paint I mean, Art uh, is um, is being done in the most worst conditions. Yeah. It has, you know, there were conditions really incredibly bad. But art didn't stop, never. And it will never stop. So this pandemic is nothing in uh, when we compare it with other situations back there. I, I, I know what you mean, and I, I want to just just pause for a second uh, for myself and, and, and point to uh, a particular piece of where art is produced. It's always deeply and profoundly uh, impacted me uh, mm -hmm. when you were talking about the, the conditions of, of, the, of the painter um, mm -hmm. in the concentration camps. Uh, I was thinking of um, out in the Czech Czech Republic at the time it was Czechoslovakia under the occupation mm -hmm. of the Nazis and the the Theresienstadt um, was the a camp um, uh, that was in had better conditions because it was displayed to the Red Cross International mm -hmm. and there were a lot of kids there um, it was a concentration camp but like the best concentration camp this gets weird to talk about right Kiki? yes yes. Um, but but it was the one that would be shown, and um, you know I, I have a collection of of the children artists from Theresienstadt, and mm. you can't not look at these paint like you can't look at these paintings just as paintings in and of themselves. Yes, you're viewing these paintings in the sense of uh, humans captured, humans facing death, humans yes. scared. Humans yes. trying to capture beauty in absolute darkness, mm -hmm. and it's that context, and then the one you you had exactly. referred to, of, right? Yes. That's just the the colors are that much brighter because you yes. know, because you, yes. you know, um, it's incredible, you right? Some of that in, in that mm -hmm. in the work you're referring to, Kiki, is is that what you you know that piece? Yes, that's uh, that's what I'm telling you. And uh, but despite that, I have to tell you that the painting isn't only great because of this context. It is a great painting, you know, you have to yeah. see this. It is a beautiful painting. 
I mean, I will send it to you later, the link. Yeah. For you to see. And, and I'm saying this because it's not correct, in my opinion, to, to take advantage of the circumstances um, just to promote the art somebody makes. I mean, okay, I make this. This is not so nice, but the context was very interesting. The context was the pan the pandemic. No, it's not enough, you know. I mean, it right, has to be right. something different. Uh, there is this misuse, I guess. They are using some sometimes terms in order to to give a great value to things. I mean, it's it's not necessary, you know. As I said, art is reflecting uh, what we are. So. Yeah, and I think when you when you mentioned that uh, you're referring to um, a lot of the psychology that comes up, you know, the the mind uh, and and things like that. And I I know when I started this podcast, which is ostensibly about art and ostensibly about philosophy that when we're talking about these areas we're always talking about the human mind and we're talking about mm -hmm. psychology and it's become quite enjoyable to be able to get into that um uh, kiki uh, given uh, given your skills as an artist and your intelligence i'm going to now ask you why there is something rather than nothing can you can you tell me what is this nothing what is nothing i mean <laughs> I knew you were going to do this. I knew you were going to do this to me. Yes, did you prepare? I knew you were going to I knew you were going to do do this yeah. to me, right? Yeah. Um I'll, What I'll, is nothing? I uh what is what is what is nothing? Yeah. Um I'm going to answer for me and then I'm tell you you have to answer this question before, you know, I'm I, this goes back to you. Um the 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 question of what the nothing is and when i've answered this is is is, is in the context of buddhism and i want to try to provide a little bit more uh clarity mm -hmm. um nothingness is not necessarily the void or i'm going to say it more clearly nothingness is yeah. not is not a void the nothingness in the terms of uh something or nothing in the in, in an eastern tradition is that the viewer, the, the, the phenomena of the viewer, me, the subject, I'm just kind of a collection of thoughts, ideas, experience, trauma, thinking, collected experiences, etc. It's a bundle, a bundle, a bundle of stuff. So there's, there's things there. There's things there, but it's not a unified coherent ego and the object over there is not uh something that exists unto itself and has its own standing so i merely wish to say that the nothingness is not a void that 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 things are still there it's a reference to ultimately not having inherent existence uh, yes. of themselves. But as I stumbled mm -hmm. along with that, this question is for my guests. 
to stumble over. So it's up to you, Kiki, now. So, you know, I think it's a matter of perspective. It's just a matter of perspective, probably. And um, for me, I mean, I, I, I answer it in a completely different way, of course. I understand absolutely what you say. And from your point of view, it's it's correct. I understand it. It has a point. Um, I answer this question uh, with another um, psychology. I say, um, regarding to nothing as, as nothing, um, the absence of everything, we we can't experience this. We don't know what it is, how it looks like, or how it feels, because we are made of so many things. We are made of something, you know. Everything we are and everything we think about and our whole ideas are based on 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 everything, on something, you know. So. Epicurus uh, said, ancient Greek philosopher, that nothing, the term of nothing is, is a human construct. And since, is a human, since it is a human construct, the, the question is already um, neutralized, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's a construct. It's a construct. So, we don't have the experience of nothing and we live in this world where our experiences are and so I think everything is something if nothing exists somewhere I really don't know it and it's something that doesn't uh, doesn't interest me for now. I did because yes, yeah. I I absorb uh, so many things, uh, or I have to absorb so many things in this life, and um, we don't even have the time for this. I mean, we don't live enough to 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 get enough of all this. So for me, everything is something. I think you've given like. Uh like a, a complete theoretical and also a very practical answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very, yes. very practical. Like, yes, that's true. I want to, I want to hang around with the some things, look at the some things and uh, not, not necessarily <laughs> wander off into the nothings or what those things are. <laughs> yes. You know, um, it's a matter of uh, what helps you more in this life. I mean, what you like more is a thought and you can uh, keep this in mind. And in any case, you know, things change and we ourselves, we change and the way we think is changing to, through the experiences and everything. So maybe the day after tomorrow, I'll say the same thing like you and you say what I say today. <laughs> I know. You know? <laughs> And it matters, again. It matters when you ask the question, right? It, it really does. There's such that subjective yes. nature to it. I, I, I really, uh, I really, I really see that. Um, Kiki, I want um, the listeners to be able to um, connect with your artwork, um, uh, where to find it, 
where to find uh, you. Can you tell the listeners where to encounter your art and, and the things that you do uh, as an artist? First of all, um, the best uh, the best place where you can find me and the easiest is Instagram for now. Uh, there is, of course, also my uh, my site, my internet site, which is uh, kiki.colimpari, Wix site. And if you Google this, you will find me. And um, yeah, that's where I am for now. <laughs> Instagram would be uh, the most uh, easy way, I guess. It's Kiki, K-I-K-I, underscore Kolimbari. You will find me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for that. And I definitely recommend everybody do that. I also like to, you know, offer to guests to, you know, how to connect. So I think it's see, you know, I always think it's a it's a particular challenge. Um, and, and I appreciate you as, as a painter, you know, trying to talk about you know, the art you create and about art. And, uh, you know, I have different type of guests. And of course, whatever the medium is of the art that they do, sometimes it's more readily um, transferable, right, <laughs> in, a, yes. in a podcast. Um, but I, I really enjoy your thoughts um, uh, about art. And uh, uh, again, as you already know, uh, enjoy your your beautiful paintings and, and your thoughts. Um, I wanted to thank you, Kiki, for uh, for your time and for, for joining the podcast. It's been a great pleasure. And uh, thank you very much. And congrats for your podcast. I'm uh, hearing the interviews. It's so beautiful to hear the whole interviews from the personalities you invite. And I also recommend to anybody to listen to it and to follow it. So thank, thank you. you. Oh my gosh! Thank you, Kiki. That's that, that's so, that's so kind of you. Yes, indeed. Um, in addition to Kiki, there are 69, 70 other artists to, to listen to on yes. uh, the podcast True. over the last couple of years. And uh, uh, thank you, thank you so much, Kiki. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. This is something rather than nothing. 